Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Author Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, international bestselling indie author, Carissa Andrews, and CEO of Author Revolution, the author source for all things rapid releasing. Well, this week has been a blur, guys. Every time I think I'm going to get ahead with my two oldest kids going back to their dad's house, I'm always so surprised and shocked when it seems that I actually get less done. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but oh, it was also my daughter's 11th birthday. So we are in the process of figuring out how to get her a leopard gecko as her present. And let me tell you, my friends, this is not easy. (laughs) I feel like I'm working out some sort of shady back alley drug deal or something. No, not that I've ever done anything like that, but I have seen plenty of movies. (laughs) Okay. So I'm sure in actuality, they probably meet in a far less public place and then they go on their merry ways. But still, regardless, (laughs) I have to go to the back door of the pet store to make this exchange. So it's kind of how I feel. (sighs) So, okay, what's really stopped me from being as productive as I would have liked this past week? Well, I've fallen into this rabbit hole of advertising. Now that we're coming to the end of April, I have to start ramping up my advertising spend on my rapid release series, The Windhaven Witches, and then all of my backlist titles. See, it's been about two months since my last title was launched. That was Love is a Merciless God, which means I only have 30 more days of organic traffic. More on that in a moment. Now, I've been doing this advertising thing for a long time. Amazon, Facebook, little book bubs sprinkled in there. But now I'm actually getting serious about understanding how to scale up effectively and how that plays a role into things like rapid releasing. Whew, let me tell you, it's a harrowing experience. But it's actually kind of fun. Scary, but fun. (laughs) And when I have more data, it's definitely something that I'll be sharing more with you in the future, especially as I work on that section in the Rapid Release Roadmap course. So, speaking obviously about rapid releasing, I think it's time that we talk a little bit more about it, don't you think? (laughs) And in specific, what's timing got to do with it? So before we get started on this, however, I do want to mention that we've already talked about the different rapid release strategies, which includes launch timings. So this is not going to be the same kind of episode. So for those of you who are interested in rapid release strategies, the different ways to be able to launch, check out episode six by going to authorrevolution.org forward slash six. So if we are not rehashing that, what kind of timing am I actually talking about? I am so glad you asked. We're going to go over special considerations and recommendations for rapid release timing. All right, so are you ready? Let's get started. First off, when it comes to planning out your editorial calendar for the year, there are a few things you should think about when you're planning your release strategy. Before we get started, I want you to think about what you believe your ideal strategy is right now and write it down. Or at the very least, make sure it's clear in your mind. When we get to the end of this podcast episode, I want to know if your mind has changed at all. Deal? Okay, so the first consideration when it comes to timing is the organic reach you can attain with your launch. And we kind of hinted on that a little bit in the intro. So when you release a book, it has the opportunity to sit in what Amazon calls their new release bestseller charts. We probably have all seen these before, but it's actually kind of important. These are the bestsellers that are broken out by genre, but in specific, they break out the ones that are also hot new releases. Have you ever seen a book, maybe even your own, 
that has one of those beautiful orange tags on it. And if you look real close, they will either say number one bestseller in the genre, whatever it might be, or it'll say number one hot new release in genre. Basically, what that means is even if you're not the number one bestseller in the genre, you can still have an orange tag as long as you are in the number one hot new release for that genre. And in order to be in the new release bestseller charts, your book has to be 90 days old or less. In fact, Amazon's algorithms have programming that's been affectionately dubbed the 90-day cliff. (laughs) So what that really means is that after 90 days, Amazon's programming will start to lose favor in your book. So it can move on to the newer releases that are more likely to capture the attention of readers looking for new books to read. But more than that, your title is likely to see other mini cliffs at the 30-day and 60-day marks as well. The biggest flurry of activity you'll see from Amazon is during the first 30 days after you launch. That's when Amazon promotes the new title to see if it gains traction with any readers who would likely find your book interesting. And if Amazon does find interest, the algorithms will increase that book's visibility. If it doesn't, well then down the cliff it begins to slide. So then from 31 days to 60 days, they still send your book out to people they think would like it, as well as show it up you know, on their website, things like that, but with less frequency and so on until that 90-day cliff consumes it and drags it into the depths, <laughs> or unless you start advertising to it anyway. All right, you want to be thinking about how will that 90-day cliff prepare you for what it is you want to do? And we're going to talk a little bit more about that strategy in a little bit, but I want you to be considering whenever you're launching a book, how are you going to make sure that your books are visible after that 90 days happens? So if you are not someone who is interested in advertising, it might be worth taking a little bit of time to figure out how it works just in case, because if you're not able to put out books every 90 days minimum, then you might want to think about what's the best way to pull readers over to your book through advertising. Okay, so the next consideration might be a little bit different. It's one that I'm working on this year, and it might be one that you're working on in the future, but maybe you're interested in looking into it now and you're not quite sure how to get there. So I am rapidly releasing a series. The Windhaven Witches is trying to hit a bestseller list or two. In order to make the most of this, you're going to want to do some research into your genre to find out what times of the year are going to be the most competitive and which ones have a little bit more opportunity. Sometimes launching in January, February is going to be really beneficial because your genre isn't normally, if, especially if it's just a normal genre that doesn't have any kind of holiday association or season association with it, you might be able to get a lot of readers coming over to it during the uh, January, February rush because not as many people are advertising or trying to push their books at that time. Same thing goes for summer. A lot of the big publishers wait until the fall to push out their books. And so if you're not publishing in the fall and you're doing it in the summer, you might get a little bit more exposure there as well. Originally, I was planning on launching the Windhaven Witches series in August. But after careful consideration of timing, as well as the upcoming fall season, I decided to go with the September launch for the book. There was a little bit more at play with that. My son's birthday is in August, and so it's like, "Mm, do I really want to be going crazy with a book launch right at that time for his birthday? Not really. So we did push it off a little bit just because of that as well. 
but it actually will work out very well due to another consideration that we're going to be talking about in a minute. Now, for those of you who don't know, when you're launching a series that's going to try to list aim or hit a bestseller list, both the New York Times and the USA Today bestseller lists are counted from Monday to Sunday. Sometimes pre-order books get released the day before. And if that happens, it can mean a whole bunch of books accidentally going into the previous week if you were to, say, put your book on a launch on a Monday. So I don't know if you've ever seen this, but most of the traditionally published books, when they come out, it's usually going to come out on a Tuesday, and that's why. So in order to make sure all of those pre-orders count for the week you're list aiming on, a Tuesday launch is best. So this means any early releases that accidentally come through or get launched you know, at 11.59 p.m. will be counted on Monday, which is still part of the week, <laughs> and not Sunday the week before. Otherwise, they're lost to your list aim. Unless, of course, you have enough sales to hit the lists both weeks, and then by all means, do whatever it is you'd, you'd like to do. Okay, so when it comes to long-term career acceleration through rapid releasing, the ideal length between books from all the info that I've gathered is really honestly four weeks apart using the four all-around method. So by doing this, it means always being in Amazon's coveted 30-day window, as well as the 60-day and 90-day ones too. So all of this increases your exposure on the website, as well as the newsletter recommendations, and all of those good fun things. It's part of the reason why I picked this strategy for myself as well, because it gives you that nice, long delivery, okay? Now, if you're saying, Carissa, (laughs) for the love of God, I'm not there yet, I totally get it. Start where you're at and work your way toward it. Remember that we do go over other methods in episode six, what is rapid releasing. So you have choices and you have options to be able to either work your way up or to be able to work into a different kind of groove. Remember, if career acceleration is your goal, that's, that's what I'm talking about with rapid releasing here. Not just getting out a lot of books or getting a big backlist. Every author has their own kind of goal when it comes to rapid releasing. But if the goal is career acceleration, aiming for the monthly release, if at all possible, is best. But if nothing else, maybe start with making sure that you are no more than that three months apart in order to stay always within that 90-day cliff. Okay, so some of the other considerations that I am talking about as well and had uh, kind of alluded to, the first one is really seasonal timing. So are you writing a series with seasonal undertones? Say a Valentine's Day story or one that might go well with Halloween, like my Windhaven Witches series. If that sounds like you, you might want to think about launching around the time of that season or holiday. Ideally, you want to have that launch happen a month to two months, maybe a month, month and a half prior to the holiday itself, because that's when people start kind of getting into the holiday spirit, regardless of whatever holiday it is. So think about it. When you walk into a Menards on July 5th, what's the first thing you see? It's probably not going to be a whole slew of July 4th stuff. Instead, it's going to be Labor Day's back to school sale. Why? Because they know that's the next big thing that people are going to need to prep for. And so they are going to make that switch and that transition as quickly as possible. Sure, you're going to see some of the July 4th stuff on clearance so that they can get rid of it, but they have already cleared out their shelves and they're making room for what comes next. And the same should go with your launches. You always want to be thinking about what is the next big thing that you can be 
putting your books up to or into in order to gain some momentum. And if you don't have a launch, but your book does go into that kind of seasonal timing, because you've already written it, it has a seasonal undertone to it, that's the time when you're going to want to be thinking about what kinds of promotions can you be running, whether it's going into a Kindle countdown deal or putting it up for 99 cents or just putting it out on some of the promotional sites and advertising the heck out of it because you know it has that seasonal latch ability. So it's awesome that way. Another consideration to be thinking about when it comes to your release strategy is provider availability. Look, for those of you out there who are not a jack of all trades, you're going to want to think about your provider availability and work your launch strategy somewhat around their schedules. Creating a calendar to work with your cover designer, your editors, your layout designer, all of those things might even simplify things for you and help you nail down a time frame that may have been ambiguous otherwise. So if you contact someone you know you want to work with, and this is something that you want to have a continuing relationship with, find out what their availability is. Cover designers who are fantastic are notorious for being out there quite a ways. So unless you get on their calendar to be able to design covers, good luck getting in their good graces, my friends. So think about that. Do you have anyone that you really want to be working with with your career going forward? For example, with that cover, ideally you want to have your book cover done two to six months prior to your launch so that you can start building buzz for the new release with the cover reveal. Now, if you're releasing on a consistent basis, and let's say you've done this for a while, maybe it's two years down the road, like you've been doing the the four all around strategy, it might not be as necessary to have a big runway for the cover reveal, especially once the audience gets used to your launches. So if this is the case, maybe the month before might be enough but you're going to need to play around with what works for you and any providers that you work with. So keep that in mind. One other caveat I want to talk about, it's really not so much of a strategy as an anti-strategy, if you can call it that. So some authors might hear the concept of rapid releasing and think, okay, ah, so 23 to 28 books. If I can speed it up, obviously that's good. But if I can speed it up even more to like say biweekly or weekly, it's even better. Well, my friends, I have some bad news for you. (laughs) There is some evidence to prove to the contrary of going at a super rapid releasing speed, both when it comes to Amazon and your sanity. (laughs) For starters, releasing on such a rapid schedule can put a strain not only on you as the author, but also your readers. It can also become very overwhelming for you. It can become overwhelming for them to try to keep up. And if you find that keeping up with that kind of a schedule is hard to maintain your consistency, it can then end up derailing your entire schedule and maybe even putting you off writing altogether. Yeesh, you don't want that, right? But more than that, remember what we were talking about with Amazon and its algorithms. If a new release drops off the cliff after 90 days, that means Unless you're planning on doing a book a week or a book biweekly for the foreseeable future, you're actually cutting your organic exposure short. For example, if you have a four book series, again, like I do with the Windhaven Witches, and you launch them a week apart instead of a month apart, your organic shelf life for the series goes from 180 days down to 111. That's more than two months less exposure organically than you had if you spread the launches out. Do you see what I'm saying? If you think that going faster is going to help you, 
think about it as a short-term gain, long-term loss. Kind of maybe I'm listening to cars a little bit too much lately. My son is obsessed with cars, but do you see what I'm saying? Because if you do it short-term, great. If you're using it as a strategy to to just kind of build that backlist and go, great. But keep in mind, your readers are going to start getting used to that. So you're going to want to think about what is the strategy behind trying to do this. But long-term, it's not sustainable, guys. And please do something that is going to be sustainable for you that feels good and gets you in a rhythm because that, that's where all the magic really happens when it comes to rapid releasing. All right, guys. So those are my additional tips to consider when you do go ahead and get your rapid release strategy set up. So tell me, now that we have gone through them, did your launch strategy stay the same or did you have to change course just a little bit? Give me a comment over at Author Revolution's Facebook page or in the Facebook group. I would love to hear from you. Now that I've opened Rapid Release Roadmap, I have moved all of the students who are going to be in Rapid Release Roadmap to that group. So I have opened back up the Author Revolution community to anyone who would like to be there. Come join us. If you're interested in learning more and being a part of our community, head over to Author Revolution. It's great. And don't forget that every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Central Time, I do hop onto the page and in the group to chat about topics surrounding rapid release, writing, publishing, and so much more. So I hope you'll join me. If you are looking for links to anything we talked about today, like the rapid release strategy comparison episode, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 26 and visit the show notes. I'll have everything laid out there for you. Also, if you've been thinking about rapid releasing or wanting to figure out how all of this stuff works, why not sign up to be one of the beta students for Rapid Release Roadmap? The first two modules are done and there are eight altogether. This amounts to over 45 lessons in total that you can get for just $97. But if you want in on this ground floor of this course, you will have to act fast because this offer is only available until the end of April 2020. Okay, one last thing. Are you and I buds on your podcast platform? (laughs) You know what I mean. Have you subscribed yet? If not, I would love for you to click on the subscribe button now. That way you will never miss an episode of these value-packed episodes. Wow, that was a weird sentence, but all right, I'll go with it. (laughs) Well, I hope you find them valuable. Anyway, that's for sure. I want to be able to help you elevate your author career as well as help you become a high-performing, high-earning indie author. We're in this together, my friend. And that's how I would love for you to see this. Until next time, go forth and be awesome. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people. Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.